Aha, I see. Hey. Hello. It worked finally. Yeah, it did. And we're um, finally here. And we're finally here, Together. guys. This is Mvaisi. <laughs> Am I saying your name right? Actually, I've never actually said your name out loud. You are. You're saying it right. Ah, see me, see, see me now, guys. Me and Mvaisi <laughs> have been planning to do a podcast for years. For <laughs> Honestly, um, I hope your mic is close to your mouth because, you know, we need them to hear quality women talk. <laughs> I hope so. I don't have a microphone. I'm just using my phone's microphone. Don't worry, same. I realized if okay. I use a mic, I won't. I don't think I'll be able to hear you, um, because oh. my mic. Yeah, if I put it on, I can't even hear myself after I speak. I have to remove it. So. Oh, okay. So yeah, it works. Yeah, it works. Okay. <laughs> um, so, guys, you're gonna have you're gonna hear Mbaisi on a lot of my podcasts because we'll be talking about this. We we be the same person, <laughs> literally. <laughs> We're the same person, literally except the same person. she's from Kenya and I'm from yeah. Eswatini. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's um, fine. You can be Kenyan too. No, yeah, I am. I actually am. I'm Kenyan by spirit and. When my uncle told me that our ancestors came from Kenya, I was so gassed. I was like, I knew it. I knew I was Kenyan. I didn't know that. No, but he means like ancient ancestors. He means like... It still counts. still counts. You know, yeah, it does count. I feel like it it, it really does because I felt more in tune with Kenyan culture than anything when I was there. So That's so nice. Right. You should come to my country as well. I want to so bad. You have no idea. When you were there... um, (laughs) recently i was like mm, how much is a ticket no i proper googled how much a ticket is like, I'm oh sure. my god oh, yeah. guys. keep in mind <laughs> guys me and base have never met yep <laughs> this is the first we've time never we've spoken. had a call literally like what i got your whatsapp number like a month or two ago this is... <laughs> Oh It'd be like that. It'd be like that. When I come to Kenya, yeah. we're gonna do like hella podcasts. One hundred percent. Exactly. And, and I want you to do my makeup. Girl, I got you. I Iconic. got you. But you look so hot without makeup. Like I don't even know why you would need any. Thanks. <laughs> As for, the you. for the art. For the art. Thank you. Thank you, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, because um, your makeup is so artistic. I don't know, like oh, so lovely. You. Girl, oh, it's, the, it's the quirky in me, you know. I'm always just like, <laughs> I'm like, I want to do something basic. And then I try. And then my hand is like, no. <laughs> no, nope, can't do that. Not today. Not today. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what happens. Um, Not bad. Not bad, not bad. So, guys, yeah. me and Vaisi, we, this topic is going to come from my snap. If you don't have my snap, add it. It's P-W-E-R Rambles, P-I-W-E-R-A-M-B-L-E-S. No dot, nothing. Just P-W-E-R Rambles on Snapchat. Um, I post a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of controversial shit. A lot of relationship shit. A lot of... Girl, what do I post about? I don't even know at this point. A lot of but... everything. Yeah, a bit Literally of everything, everything, I think. Yeah, we touch here and there. And we're like, yeah. too hot. Let's get out. Yeah. Um but we were today the topic was what was the topic um calling men disrespectful or hating men it was hating men 
yeah it was hating men oh yes because i posted a tiktok of this girl who was like um i am a menace to men and i'm mm-hmm. not trying to change or something like that um and she was just talking about how basically she gives men a taste of their own medicine um and then men were like wild and they were like yeah. uh, i would call this hating men and <coughs> and do you agree with this and then someone else was like if a man said this would it still hit the same and mm-hmm. someone else was like you women you go after fuck boys but then there's good men out there but you don't go after the good men and you leave them and um and then Vaisi replied and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm outing you i hit this <laughs> and she was telling me about how um you actually you tell t- tell us the story girl tell us the fucking story boy mm-hmm. you might listen to this and i'm like mm. um child. it don't fucking matter these Do niggas need to hear to the fucking truth actually maybe tell it in a in um more discreet way in a way that he won't know it's him i mean how you put me on the spot there Okay, do you know what? We're not gonna talk about it, but okay. I, yeah, don't worry. But I will say that I, oh, man, I don't think that's hating men. I think she's just being vocal mm-hmm. about the things that men do to us on a daily basis. Oh, and then someone right. was like, "Don't generalize men when you say mm-hmm. shit like that." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" But y'all literally do this all the fucking time. Just what because time? you don't do it, man, doesn't mean other niggas don't do it all the time. And it's not only in, like, the sexual relationship aspect. Like, in every single thing. Yeah. Every single thing. Like, niggas just love disrespecting us. Yep. But when when they're called out, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. A big, um, big problem. It's a, it, honestly, and it's like, bro, and first of all, what I found funny was how defensive they were. As right. if we were attacking men. When literally what we were saying was what we do. Like, I, because I was saying I agree with the girl. Like, I'm not. See, I feel like when they said it was, like, hating men, I got confused. But, like, generally, mm-hmm. I feel like what she was saying is just that we, we are very direct. The same way men are mm-hmm. direct. And they don't take, like, our emotions into consideration. Like, it's kind yeah. of, like, my way or the highway. And girls have... And this is true. Like, have you just come across a guy who, like, maybe you're talking to and then you end up waiting for him to tell you what you guys are. But not just tell yep. you what he is, but he, like, if he doesn't initiate the relationship or ask you to be his girlfriend, then it's over for you guys. And basically mm-hmm. what she was saying was, okay, what I say, I don't, I'm not going to speak for her, but what I say is, I'm going to say what I want. Like, I'm not going to wait for a man to tell yeah. me what I want. What would you do? Like, what do you usually do? I'm very vocal. Like, I will say it from the get and I will ask the person as well, like, what yeah. do you want? Exactly. And it's like, if you lie to me or tell me you want something, but you want something else, what's the point? And I saw someone responded talking about, um, oh, we like girls that are vocal. It's very rare for girls to be like this, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But then, they're literally the same. Yeah. 
and even when given the opportunity to be vocal they won't say nothing and still that do the complete so opposite that is so true that is so true and, and you know what i realized mm-hmm. i feel like the reason they're not vocal is not even because they're trying to like play with our heads it's simply mm-hmm. because they don't know what they want they, they <laughs> really don't know they just want to have a variety like yeah wide array of things yeah which to be fair i don't think is a bad thing it's not. i just think so long as you are vocal about it but then they want to have that but then again seem innocent with it even though they're not guilty but they'll feel guilty and try act innocent with it so it's like i lost my chain of thought <laughs> oh my god two people who lose their chain of thought in one podcast i do <laughs> Um, okay, you were saying how like they're like they're vocal about it, but they're not, huh? Is that what you were saying? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, maybe if I say what I want want to say, then maybe you will remember okay, from yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm saying so. Like, if I'm talking to, I've been... hello. Hey, I think so. My it's because my phone screen went off. Okay. Oh, that mm-hmm. might be possible. Yeah, um, our conversation died, but I was saying that I'm in the situation where, like, I don't know what the fuck I want, which mm-hmm. is why, like, when I'll meet someone, like, I can meet someone and I'll like you and I'll like your vibe, but, like, because I don't actually know what I want, I'll be like, <laughs> let's just see where this goes. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, because I'm very... I jump a lot between countries. I never know where mm-hmm. I'm staying. I just keep talking to like different people. And I tell the people that they don't feel like this is like an exclusive thing. And I'm like, I want for you to be able to talk to whoever you want. And I still talk to whoever I want. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to like explore my options basically. And mm-hmm. I've found most guys to be okay with that until they catch feelings. Then they're like, um, no, I want us to be exclusive. Mm, but I um, told you before. Mm. Mm. But then I have a question there. Mm-hmm. I feel like girls do the same thing to guys, where it's like guys are very honest and they say exactly what they want and they're very, 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 very vocal. And then the girls mm-hmm. catch feelings and the guy's like, but I told you. Definitely. 100%. I feel like I've done that even. I'm sure I've done that as well. Too. Yeah. <laughs> definitely it happens yeah where like like, mm -hmm. no tell me no go on (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember anymore tell me (laughs) oh my gosh I hope this will be a mess no 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 it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be okay yeah what were you saying uh Hmm. oh we do this to guys as well that's what we were saying basically and then you were saying how you think you've done that as well so I don't know if you're oh, yeah. like continuing from that point um yeah I just I think I've done it as well but also in that situation you can't hold the guy accountable like you knew from the start yeah what, what both of you are on mm. then I guess if you catch feelings you just have to be like hey I've got feelings I don't think 
this is good for me anymore if the guy's perspective has not changed yet. Yeah. You just end up hurt, more hurt yeah. than what you already are. Mm. So just to save everyone's time and energy, just I would take myself out of the equation, really. Move on to the next. Okay. Do you think... Oh, see, I was having this conversation in a podcast as well with my friend. And I was asking, mm-hmm. do you think if you caught feelings for the person, you could still be able to stay in the situation? Yeah. Or like, okay, okay. <laughs> now this is now getting into open-like relationship. Yeah. Not because I feel like it's not that niggas don't like the the girl. I think it's that they don't want to be tied down. And I think that's yeah. fair. Because I think it's very possible to like someone and want to be with them, but want to be with other people as well. But <coughs> at the same time, some men are very territorial. So it's like, even if you're in an open relation, relationship, it's like, you know, they, they'll still be um, territorial about it. But I, I don't know. I've never mm. been in one. Some girls are territorial as well. Yeah. Mm. Honestly, I feel like I would be. You'd be territorial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, mm? mm-hmm. We need to work on our toxic traits. <laughs> we, we do. Because, <laughs> like, see, why are you going to yeah. see her? I'm right here. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. <laughs> okay. But you guys have, like, different levels of content compatibility which is why you also have you also have the chance of seeing other people okay for example you're talking to guy number one and you love the conversation you and guy number one have mm-hmm. and you guys like just always have great vibes cool and then next week you're out um at the club with okay hello that's what happened again Ah, uh, it's okay. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Do you um, know what you're saying? Yeah. So you okay. meet this other guy, you're out with your friends, and I don't know, you like his vibe. Not Maybe this time it's not just a conversation, it's just a vibe overall. So mm-hmm. you and him exchange contacts, and you get home, and you're talking to him. And as you're talking to him, you're talking to the other guy who you have great conversation with. And so you meet this other guy you have great conversation with, and you realize that there's two different people that you like. Mm-hmm. Would it be fair for a guy number one to be territorial over the fact that you like guy number two, but you like him as well? It's, I, uh, I feel like I, mm, the first thought that came into my mind made me feel like I'm so toxic. Because like, him being territorial would make me want him more, you know what I mean? What is like? Mm. Uh, <laughs> mm. I would be mad, but then I'd be like, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but Damn. overall, okay. Because then you're like, think... okay, he wants me. Like he like wants me to be just his. Yeah. But yeah. Again, he doesn't. Um. Because we're in an open relationship. Which I guess that's why open relationships require so much communication. So yeah. it's kind of just like sometimes you decide for yourself, okay, is he worth 
me just being with him um mm-hmm. or do I feel like I still want to explore exhaust all my options because maybe I'm still young and yeah you know maybe cuz remember sometimes it can just be the conversation you have and maybe you don't have the same values whether mm-hmm. it's spiritual or you know um money wise so like for example I'd probably not want to settle with someone who's not into the same who's not into creativity like me you know mm-hmm. you know like yeah. those types of values so like I don't know I feel like we feel like exploring options means that we are loved less when it's literally just trying to find your your type of person that's a very good point have you like experienced where someone was talking to multiple people including including you and you felt like am i not worth it or i don't know cuz i don't even talk, be talking to people like that like i'm always straight chilling you know okay and the people i've spoken to i wouldn't know like, okay unless cuz unless they tell they tell me i wouldn't know okay but um wait what was your question um but would you have felt like um you're less than like you're not worthy enough for the relationship basically oh yeah definitely instead okay yeah you'd feel like that yeah um i wanted to ask you something else um but then if you were talking to multiple guys would you feel like one is less than the other or would you like them equally just different attributes of each person mm i'd feel like mm, hold on i genuinely and honestly feel like i think one is less than the other really yeah why because I just feel okay. I'm not used like speaking from how I am now. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to talking to multiple people because I just don't have the energy. And yeah, I'm, actually, I wanted to ask you about that. Since you yeah. don't talk to multiple to a lot of people, I actually usually don't even have the energy either. Um, but mm-hmm. since you're not used to talking to multiple people, what causes you to even give a guy attention? Just the vibe. What type of How vibe are you looking for? An authentic vibe, like mm, be yourself. Yeah. Come with a whole persona that's not yours, mm-hmm. but you think I like that. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Yeah, if like trying to impress. Say, yeah. If you're going to say something silly, like if you're a silly goofy person, be a silly goofy person. Don't try yeah. to all cool, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Be kind. Use your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use your brain, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but I recently found out that when I'm talking to men, I co- I kind of like tone down my vocabulary. Yeah. Because <laughs> so they can. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get you. Yeah, because it's most people don't use them. Like they don't use their the deep parts of their brains. Mm. 
like it's just surface level and bro mm-hmm. and that's boring like i'm like even you when you're thinking about like these conversations don't you think it's boring like go deeper like if someone doesn't appreciate the deep parts of you yeah. it means they just they're not meant to be in your circle like i feel like we spent so much time time trying to like impress people and trying to be on their level just so that we can have their attention when right when we can just be ourselves and gravitate towards people who do appreciate Mm-hmm. Um, us yeah and people don't get that like it's actually no. crazy i can't i try processing that thought but it doesn't make sense to me Yo, like, uh-huh. when i ask someone um what are your weaknesses or strengths and you tell me i don't know like what do you mean you don't know it's you yeah it's your life it's mm. your body, it's your mind. What do you mean you don't know? What don't you know? I feel like we don't want to look within, to be honest. Yep, and that's the problem. People yeah. don't want to be introspective. They don't want to be self-aware. Because it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts. It does. Yeah, like I but... know one of my weaknesses is that I don't like, I don't like listening to you if your argument is not like mine. <laughs> I don't, like, you can have the most right argument and because it's opposite from mine I don't, don't want to hear it yeah bro and it's like so bad but then I also find like a strength in the fact that I'm vocal about my dislike of that because mm-hmm. then it means it's easy like I would post it you know and the fact my, that you're I, aware of it yeah so it means it becomes easier for me to then change or then come back and apologize yeah um if i'm wrong yeah mm. but it takes a while sometimes it can it take does. it take, you know it's a... but it, all that matters is the learning process than it is um trying to be right you know yeah it's a conscious decision someone has to make for themselves yeah and like you'll even notice it affects the people around you because yeah. for the past year, that's all I've been doing. And I'm a completely different person now. Yeah. And I'm so grateful. I... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you wouldn't have, like, probably gone through that year of working on yourself if you didn't go through hard times, innit? Yeah. You know? And it's like, so... the time I went through that, it's not gonna lie. All credit to one of my friends. Oh, yeah. I'm not. Gonna, I I I don't know if he'd be comfortable with him mentioning him. But like, yeah, no, all credit to him, man. Yeah, <laughs> he changed my perspective. In what my sense? Perspectives on so many things. How? Just how I viewed life in general, and it's like once I changed how I viewed life, like the lens I viewed life from everything started falling into place. It was like a pattern. You know how in like machines, there's that spinny thing, you know, like the settings icon. Yeah. Yeah. How they just interlock into each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After speaking to him, um, seeing his perspective on things, how he lives his life. Yeah. ETC, ETC. I was like, how, how do you do mm. that? And I feel like he came into my life at the right time. Oh, because that's what happens, bro. That's what happens. Like, the right people come into your life at the right time. Like, they're divinely guided to come to you and you don't even realize it. Yeah. 
because mm-hmm. at that time i <laughs> i don't know where i was in yeah life. <laughs> i i don't even remember that period not gonna lie because yeah. too much was happening and you're in a better state now 100 percent. wow because i realized after you know getting into spirituality and that like i'm the creator of my reality Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, why be sad? Why? When you can create the life that you want. Exactly. I mean, not saying that being sad is bad. But like, if I'm sad, then that's my thoughts manifesting into my reality. So it's like, mm. I'm making myself sad, you know. Mm. But mm. just don't be not don't Not don't be sad, but like have positive thoughts and your life will be positive and stuff yay like it's like allow the sadness to be there but don't let it consume yeah. you you know like don't don't dwell in a don't dwell yes self-pity and sadness because like exactly. that's your life now you decided yeah. that's your life now exactly like also since you manifested your reality you probably manifested the sadness therefore right. you can manifest getting out of it by yep. positive thoughts and looking up like even me, I don't know what today is the the thirty first. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the was it like thirteenth, fourteenth? I was like fired from my job, and mm-hmm. I was like so so sad. Um, not because I was fired, but because I was like, damn, oh my god, I'm not gonna have money. Um, oh my god, I might have to go back home. Oh my god, like there was just so much going on, and I didn't want to go home I didn't want to tell my family that I was fired because I felt like I was letting them down and I was like damn why can't like good things stay and then I started thinking mm-hmm. um maybe this wasn't what was meant for you maybe this was just a stepping stone right. and better things are coming and if you start looking up then you'll start actually seeing those good things that are going to come maybe mm-hmm. you need to spend more time with yourself and look within maybe you need to spend time more time with your friends maybe mm-hmm. you need to use this money for because I would I had saved mm-hmm. use this money for getting that phone that you want and sure you're not going to have as much money but you can make more money you know like yeah. I started actually instead of thinking of I don't have money I just started thinking I can make money so mm-hmm. I just started going back into looking at my beadwork and doing hair again which had kind of neglected and it's just kind of like I needed to wake up to that reality and it's like just because you're in a bad state that's not the end all be all like there's so much more that can be accomplished if you allow your mind to open mm-hmm. up to that idea. Yeah. What I believe yeah. is, I strongly believe that where there's a will, there's a way. It's a very hey. statement, uh-huh. but it's very true. Like, where there's a will, there is a way. And whatever yeah. you want, you will get it. It will come to you. It will find you. Bro, and I say this all the fucking time. <laughs> I say this all the fucking time. And yeah. I feel like, People, we take those things for granted. Like, we d- not for granted. I feel like we don't deep the statements like we should. Yeah. You know? Like, it's like what goes around comes around. Or, you know... Yeah. <laughs> fuck, I can't remember any of them. But <laughs> you get what I mean. That's okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of them actually have a meaning if you actually deep it. Yeah if you're patient enough to dip it and wait for the outcome because it's like yeah people i feel like people get comfortable with you know just basic thoughts or like mm-hmm. things that are like you have to work hard 
to get you where you want because mm-hmm. it seems like the easiest at the time because also like turning your thoughts into reality it's not that easy yeah but i'm um, being told you have to work hard or for you to get money it seems like the easiest way out because that's what everyone around you is doing yeah like what's this person telling me mm-hmm. that i can just um romanticize my life romanticize having money and i'm going yeah. to get it it's like they yeah. don't understand because they're comfortable in um just working hard knowing yeah. what they've been taught yes they're comfortable in what they've been taught yeah like they don't want to look outside the box and yep. see that things there's so much more than what they've been taught to believe um which it's sad because there's not much you can do to help someone who is stuck in their ways apart yeah. from just apart from just living and them seeing through you yeah you know and waiting like, for them to experience it on their own actually, yeah yeah which is, first of all, they can only see it through your reality because, unfortunately, people only believe with their eyes, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like you can tell people you can manifest, but they're not going to actually believe you until they see what you've manifested for yourself. And um, I think another thing uh-huh. to take, sorry, that you need to take into consideration is that you can have the most positive thoughts, but if you spend your time around people who drain you, yep. oh, it'll take you back 10 steps. Yep one step or two steps back and it's eggs are you in my head i don't like this (laughs) (laughs) and another thing i realized is people are scared of getting out of that box yeah because it's scary Mm -hmm. it's scary yeah it's overwhelming Mm -hmm. but like i feel like sometimes you have to do it sorry Uh uh-huh no tell me sometimes you have to you have to do it that's what i'm saying yeah you have to because no one else can take unfortunately the things that happen to you they're not your fault but you have to get out of them yourself yeah there's no you one who can take to, you like, out of them it's a hard pill to swallow but you have to it's just you and yourself it's literally just you just and like... with the resources that you have you know which is why i also always say that everyone has a privilege to some extent you know people think mm-hmm. privileges are only to certain people i think everyone everywhere has their own privilege that they need to enhance or allow that privilege to work for them you know Mm -hmm. so i'll just make an example because i feel like people still won't understand Mm -hmm. what example can i make say you are um god knows but i'm trying to like make an example that can (gasps) say you grew up in the villages of Africa. Mm-hmm. But you are good at... What can you be good at? Those people are skilled. I just can't see... I just can't they remember are. the skill. Um, say you're good at milking cows. Mm-hmm. Because you would have, you'd, you'd have cows in your area. If you go to the city, you can find a way to make money out of not only milking the cows but selling the cows yeah the, the cow milk and yeah. and then obviously if you're good with dealing with cows then you'd probably be good at um what no 
the meat that we eat like they would mm-hmm. they would chop it like they would know how to do that stuff i think yeah. if you left your area because your reality obviously is the one that creates your um um like what you experience every day is why your thoughts are the same way that they are which is why you keep having the same reality but if you allow yourself to leave that area to go find opportunity somewhere else you could mm-hmm. probably come back to that same place but you see it more differently and you see how you can have an impact on it so that person yeah. who's good with the cows can leave that area but then they can leave and f- come back with bottles to give other people in that area mm-hmm. so that they can make money as a yeah. community that's true yeah and it's like you didn't have anything but you used what you did have yeah. to make money to help other people who are like you yeah you used your skill in different aspects like it's still the same one cow yeah but you just multiplied the areas exactly applied your skill yeah and because you're good at cows you maybe you can help at giving birth to cows which can yeah. help you make money you can help you know there's you know the right grass for cows to eat from so mm-hmm. you can go and you teach people now mm-hmm. where there's a problem is that you might not know that you can teach people how yeah. to do all of that but if you believe in it enough mm-hmm. you will be someone will be guided to you to help you with that i feel like cuz they the environment they live in maybe it's like not well off and stuff yeah so i feel like they think that the people outside know better than them yeah but most times city people don't know anything yeah they don't <laughs> they don't <laughs> they don't, they, don't. Yeah. they just like to talk big and exactly big, but they don't know anything they don't know reality you know so yeah what you said you have to believe in yourself like mm-hmm. if you believe you can you will you will <laughs> if there's, there's a will for everyone exactly you yeah. know like i'll tell you a very interesting story um my dad not my dad what am i saying my granddad um mm-hmm. would have had cows and would have been like in a very poor area mm-hmm. but something that you can't get away with in the cities what he did in his village which was he sold his cows and he got a house and I was like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> you gave away a few of your cows and you got a full ass house with a full ass yard mm-hmm. that's fully furnished. Is that normal, you know? But yeah. where there's a will, there's a way, bro. Like <laughs> this nigga believed with my cows, I'm going to get something and he got a home for his kids." Yeah. You know. And it's just like like he that that's his privilege. His privilege was owning those cows. Mm-hmm. sure he's not what we consider privileged in our day and age but, but in his day and age cows were a privilege and yeah. he used that in our day and age and also so, it's like <sighs> hold on i feel like that type um man <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry. That, I'm sorry. Don't worry. You were saying you feel like that type. That type. Um. We we're talking about privilege. Our privileges are different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
not mentality per se, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'll say mentality for lack of a better word. Mindset? Yeah, that mindset is post-colonial. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Because how they live in the village as well. Mm-hmm. To them, to the to them ones in the village, cows are very valuable. Yeah. Yes. But like, even right now in Kenya, like the Maasai and that, they don't care about nothing else as long as they've got their sixty cows. Yeah. That's all they want. Like, you can have your five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. but me and my five cows we are good. So you know, like, they're they're centered to that. Like, this cow is what is of value, yes, because of where they live. But once Mm -hmm. they step out in the city, then their cows are not of value because, yes, that's not of value in the city, yeah, that is so true. Because you know, as we get into this age, cows become less and less expensive, Mm -hmm. so in the city, it definitely means nothing. But, you know, in the village, it means a lot. So, yeah. yeah. And why I Valid. said mm-hmm. it's post-colonial um, mentality is because, you know, Africans, we used to butter trade. There was not like money and that. Yeah. It was all butter trade. So maybe they're yeah. still in that same mindset of butter trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is true. I think that is what, what, what is happening. Because, like, even things like... um pads you know how we buy pads mm-hmm. in some places people make them mm-hmm. through leaves or you know the cotton that they were farming mm-hmm. for the whites they use that you know like there's so many ways but mm-hmm. i feel like we like oh my god we're so privileged we're able to yeah. afford pads but it's like we're really they're not. privileged because <laughs> they have the knowledge pardon yeah, they're privileged because they have the knowledge. We're really not. We're ju- we just take what's given to us. Like, yeah, knowing the health hazards or even not knowing the health hazards, we still do it. We Literally, you know, like, we still do it because, first of all, if we stop doing it and we do something different, we'll feel weird for being different. Mm-hmm. Whereas these people, that's their reality. And to them they're more privileged than someone who doesn't know jack you know mm-hmm. like if i go back to my country my grandma not even that in in ireland she came to ireland right mm-hmm. and she was like she was like this is sage um this is dandelion and this is used for this and she was like bring it to the house and she was like this is stinging nettle and it's good for this and she was like mm-hmm. this is this and it's good for this and i'm like bro you're in a whole as foreign country and you're telling us what this is good for and it's mm-hmm. in the streets and it's in our yard and we didn't know they and she's like yeah this is how you bro. do it they have knowledge and i'm so envious bro yes bro it's that self self-sustaining knowledge bro <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's how because they survived like literally... they didn't need freaking panadol or whatever bro like no one needs that no one needs that actually this is how smart this woman was when i went to um swaziland she was like setting up my house and everything because you know sweet grandma leaving her house to take care of her granddaughter so mm-hmm. i had the worst cold of my life because of um climate yeah climate change to my body um and she went outside and she got something she called umsutane i don't know what it's called in english but Mm -hmm. it's like 
it's a herb of sorts. She, bro, she was there for one day. I don't know how she found it. She finds <laughs> it. She brings all the leaves to the house and she boils them. And she says, you're going to drink this every day and you're going to steam in this. And mm-hmm. three days later, I was fine. And I was like, Coco, I think I have COVID. And she goes, you don't have COVID. You just have a really bad cold. And, mm-hmm. and she slept like, because I had like a double bed. She's like, she slept right next to me and she was fine. And she she wasn't worried. And I'm like, that's also another thing is that manifesting like uh, yeah. sicknesses and stuff. Like she's good at manifesting health in the sense that she's like, your cold won't affect me. It's affecting yeah. you, bro. <laughs> and this medication is for you. And I will sleep here and I will be fine. And she went home and she was fine at her big age. She was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows at the end of the day, everything is mental. Everything is mental, for real. Everything. And it's like, you know, on that topic, I was watching mm-hmm. this documentary um, about aboriginals. <gasps> and it just showed me how... Uh, how do I say this in a non-discriminating manner, bro? <laughs> okay. Just speak your mind. Our problems came with white people. Oh yeah, that's true. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all our problems are rooted in white people. So they're talking about how they used to eat the food on the land, yeah? Yes. The greens on the land, if they Mm -hmm. had to hunt, they would hunt. You Mm -hmm. know, they were eating bugs. Herbs, birds. Yeah, Yeah, those things. Then white missionaries, uh huh, they came, came with, with like tin foods, huh? Mm-hmm. Tin foods and stuff. They and they introduced with... hospitals. Look, they came with biscuits and jam and like, <laughs> sweet stuff. Then guess mm-hmm. what? People were dying. Yeah, the people were falling sick and dying. But mm-hmm. they had the medication on them already. They came strapped. Yeah. They came ready. They came and then they started building hospitals. Yeah. And then they came with clothing and then made the people wear clothing because they were not wearing clothes. And then then they set up shops for people to buy the clothes. What? And you know Bro. what I recently learned uh-huh. in Kenya? It's like how like in Nanyuki and them places, yeah. Yeah. How the white missionaries Mm-hmm. heavy on the missionaries missionaries <laughs> christian the, missionaries the christian missionaries uh-huh. they came over and they made um like the ancestors and stuff work on their own land like oh. let's say i own land mm-hmm. i'm working on my land but mm-hmm. i'm paying you for working on my land bro bro I like, feel that all my profits are going to you, then you're paying me now. The white man is paying me back for working on my land. On that my I land own. for my stuff, which somehow became yours. Yet that's bro, that's like the same exact thing that they did to South Africans um during the gold rush. Where they go to Soweto and Soweto is a city, keep in mind. So it's kind of like just having mm-hmm. a Nairobi, right? Nairobi has a lot of gold. And then they come and when people from Yanuki and Nakuru and all of those places come, they give them permits to 
come into Nairobi and they say, you can only work here um, for this amount of time. And then they give them these ugly houses. Keep in mind, these people had homes, like they were building their own homes, but then they start making them pay rent for those homes, but they don't give them enough to like transport to work. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's just, I don't know. It's like, why? Why do you do this? Why make people like suffer why? in their own land? Just be human, bro. Like, mm. it's it's not just because I'm a darker skin tone than you. you like, it doesn't make sense. I don't even I think it started with racism. I think it started with capitalism. And then they realized that they can make money out of racism. Mm-hmm. Not even, I think, like, this is just what happened. Like, it started off as we need to make money. These people have gold. So let's go make gold. Um, and these people who are coming from Africa. Oh, it started with India. These people, they're Indians. And we need them to work for us. So they transported them to Africa. like So they would have gone to like South Africa. And then, so it started off as just, we need people to work. And You're talking about capitalism. Yes. So then they took Africans, like that's like Central Africa mostly, and then took them to America because they had just taken over America and killed everyone, basically. Well, not everyone, but they killed a lot of people. So they needed yep. them to work in their farms because mm-hmm. um, they needed to make money. And then, I don't know, I think with, they just realized that, oh, well, if someone is black, we can make them more inferior to us so Mm -hmm. that's why we have like even in south africa there was this whole i don't know like people in africa in general people were scared of white people because they felt like they were more superior to them and that's why in africa in general we have like let's let's light skin privilege and i even saw like in kenya they would have like light skinned people working in indoors and then the darker skinned people working outside so i feel like that reinforced the whole idea that lighter is better Mm-hmm. we were yeah. conditioned to believe that to be like that to think like yeah. them basically. yeah it's literally all these like now it's all in our head yeah like it's literally not a real it's, it's not a real concept which i i have started understanding like i understand that my skin my race has nothing to do with anything and then i meet people who will tell me that it does and mm-hmm. i'm like and it like pisses me off because I'm like, you're taking me 10 steps back, bro. Fuck off. So then I just yeah. like, which is why you need to be aware again of the company that you put yourself, um, you expose yourself to and you need to block it out. Mm-hmm. And... Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Yeah, Is you it need to possible block it out. for you to cut out that part? Yeah, I will. Oh, okay. I might. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm so lazy to edit. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh-huh, you are saying. No, yeah, it's just that you have to like be careful of the people you spend your time around. But continue yeah. about the aboriginals or- ab- and how they like changed the whole dynamic of their living situation. Yeah, um the white people just came with all this foreign processed food 
um, people yeah. were dying, they were getting sick, and that was the white man to give them medicine. And Bro. I think after, they're just like, nah, we're not eating your food anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not the. Yeah, that's all I remember from it. I need to watch it again, actually. I I think I watched the exact same one you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah, we what should watch it again. It? I found it very insightful. Mm-hmm. It was actually I like um I mean I feel bad for them because but then be- I liked the video because I got to understand that a lot of places all over the world the people were doing fine until mm-hmm. all of this like it helped me put perspective into this whole capitalism thing and how basically medicine first of all is for money it's simply mm-hmm. for money yeah. um which is why i was scared about this whole ah we can get into vaccinations now bro <laughs> which is why mm-hmm. i was scared about the whole vaccination thing cuz i was just like damn y'all have done so much to kill people and you don't just kill black people you kill your own people right you know? cuz y'all make a lot of money from like pharmaceutical companies like especially i'm seeing Johnson and Johnson is just exposing themselves every second. Well, they're exposing the pharmaceutical company, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. I'm like, you're a baby thing. You know how did you get yeah. into pharmaceutical right. stuff? Like, you how make did you get into you know for babies? It, it's a bit, and the fact that they already had a court case. To me, it's just, it's it, it's giving the whole system is corrupt. Mm-hmm. and the whole system like the whole system the whole system bro and mm-hmm. it's like you have you have south african witch doctors who are telling you that they have a cure for cancer for hiv for all of these things and for for the, like for the, for covid but mm-hmm. y'all are not listening to africans because but because COVID, it's african it's considered africans. witchcraft and evil you know, and dark and it's like Y'all are so afraid of witchcraft, but you're not afraid of your God, you know? Right. And it's like, this is the same God that you introduced to us that we believed in heavily. Um, but you, you, you don't want to believe in our medicine, yet you steal our shit, you know? It's mm-hmm. not making sense. Especially because, especially when I learned that weed cures COVID. That's when it was over for me, bro. That's when I was like, Quit playing, does it actually? Can I tell you a story? Mm-hmm. I was in Swaziland, right? Well, Eswatini. Hey, people mm-hmm. are going to hate me for that. I keep saying Swaziland. I was in Eswatini. And. Huh? Huh? Fiona, I'm talking too much. I think I'm talking mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to myself. I'm saying, yeah, I'm talking too much. But basically, I, people were telling me that. I'm not going to tell you who told me from where, but like. People were telling me that weed cures COVID. And I was like, what the fuck, for real? And they were like, yeah. And then someone was telling me the experience about how they had COVID with their boyfriend. And they, like, boiled the weed and they drank it every day. And they were fine because it opens up their lungs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh? At the end of the day, it is a plant. It's growing from the earth. Bro, it's a herb. It's, It's a herb. It is. You're right. Like, bro. That's like that they that's what they do. You don't need um a chemically processed pill. You don't to you don't. treat you. First of all, why are chemicals in the body that's a foreign object? Why? Yeah. Also created by 
<sighs> Should we get into this topic? What? <laughs> this Jay, this topic that we're on is just it confuses me because I don't understand why mm-hmm. we have so many easily available free stuff outside our yards that we can use, <laughs> but we're being told by a white man that if it's not by a white man in a lab coat, it's not mm-hmm. going to work. Because I'm telling you, if a black man is making all of these things also in the lab thing, no one is going to take it. Yeah. We need it specifically from a white man. It's um, the conditioning. Hey, bro, it's the conditioning. Like, and a lot of people don't want to get out of it. Yeah. Because, again, people are comfortable in what they've always been told. Yay! Because people don't want to unlearn. And, and learn new things, yeah. Bro! Because they're foreign to them. And all the while growing up, the things that they need to learn, like the things that they actually need to know, have been looked down upon by everyone yeah. around them. Which then brings me to another question. I don't know if you remember, there's a time I was talking about school and I was like, um, how it's unfair that parents basically aren't given a choice to whether they want their kids to go to school or not mm-hmm. and on this topic of like unlearning and everything i feel like school has been used so much to um to program kids which then now brings us to the question do you think if it was up to you would you take your child to school for as long as we have gone to school and if not what would your alternatives be Honestly, not for as long as I've gone to school. I would take them to school. Mm-hmm. Maybe just learn to write, to speak. Yeah. Because I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to teach them. <laughs> yeah. I'm not willing to teach them to do all that. I can help you with your homework. But like from the foundation, I'm not going to do that. But, I don't even um, think I'd want to help them with homework too. Huh? I don't even think I'd want to help them with homework. That's valid. <laughs> but, um... See, I would take my child to school, but mm-hmm. not to an institution. Yeah. You know, like, I would have, like, I don't know, like, okay, there's this thing in Ireland, it's called um, Educate Together. So it's basically parents who um, created a type of sco- type of school system because here it is more like catholic and you know kids had to wear like the in in this new school they don't wear uniform mm-hmm. whereas in the catholic schools they'd be wearing like long ass skirts and shit like that mm-hmm. um and it's basically inclusive to lgbtq kids as well and all of that stuff so mm-hmm. um what i'm getting to is if i would have a man god i hope i have a school and i'm a child when i'm like rich <laughs> i'd have like <laughs> Uh, a situation I don't want to call it an institu- a situation where parents come together and obviously we find people who are like good at teaching these subjects but like even the subjects are more broad not just like the geographies that we learn yeah. and if it's history can it be like African history like, so that yeah. our kids actually know their roots you mm-hmm. know if it's religion it will be also like African spirituality involved and you know ancient all of them 
just all not of just it, like unfiltered. Or... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was actually going to say the same thing. Pardon? I was actually going to say the same thing. Yeah. Like if I took my kids to school, I wouldn't take them all the years of school. I would put them in an institution and have them learn what they need to learn because there's no reason for you to be doing square roots in year 12 mm-hmm. or in grade, like in grade 12 or something like there's no reason for you to be learning why it's raining like just let the rain rain you don't need to know yeah. why or how yeah you need I... to be taught things like finance how to file your taxes like you know things to get by in life um what do you call it Bro, let's just teach them manifestation at this point. Yeah. Because I was reading about this South African, it's, it's like a South African like book, an Asian, uh, a history one, and it's talking about how like um, the South, Southern Africans, it's not South Africa, I think it's like Botswana, they used to like make water, not make water, but like as a, as a, as a community, they would come together to, like it was like a spiritual ritual type thing mm-hmm. where they would um basically pray for water mm-hmm. um, to to the gods or whoever it was and then they'd have water and then the white person came and introduced them to boreholes so then because it was a white person they valued the boreholes more and then they yeah. forgot about how they would come together as a community to um heighten the energies to s- seek water basically mm-hmm. um which was quite, I found that quite interesting in that, imagine, like, those are the things that we didn't learn in school. We didn't know all of these things. We didn't know that things like rain could be prayed for as a community, mm-hmm. you know, like, the more you do it as a community, maybe even the cleaner the water is, or I don't know. But yeah. those are things that we didn't learn because, we were forced to go to school every fucking day from 8 to like 3 p.m. Um, and be taught basically rubbish and just have shit ingrained in our heads. And I'm like, thank God I was so stubborn that even after, I don't know how many years of education, I still said no. No college. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, um, on your point, school is just meant to keep us in the box that they put they've placed us in yeah they created it mm-hmm. hey they created it and it's a mental box that's the funny it thing it is yeah like it's not even like a real box it's all mental like all of these rules are all in our heads <laughs> and people are normal like okay i wouldn't say i'm racist exactly but it's like i'm aware of the history I'm aware that this and this happened to my people. So why 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 would that make you racist? Being because I'm always ready to call out people. For, for, I don't think that's racism. Yeah, but like you know, I've been made to feel like it is. Yeah, I feel like you've been made to feel like because I'm like yeah, bro. I feel like you're just being. I mean, I do that all the time. I'm always calling out people. I want to be called out if I'm doing dumb shit. And if you are calling me out on racism, bitch, call me out on racism, you know? Um, But, like, define what racism is for me if you're going to call me out for that shit. Um, Because, okay, now, from Mm -hmm. what you've been taught of being you being racist to white people, what have people defined racism as to you? 
Now I feel like okay, not gonna lie. Maybe when I do say that I don't like them. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I know you have white friends and but but it's like okay, it's not that I do. It's not that I hate them. Yeah, but like you I know what you team. did. Yeah. I know what your people did. Like yeah. I know. I look yeah. at you sideways. I know. Like okay. you have the potential to do that to me. Like okay. I, on I that topic, like, mm-hmm. do you think black people are capable of racism? Yeah. Thank God. This is going <laughs> to make my relationship with you so much easier. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Cause okay, why do ob- you think so? Obviously, we all went, we not all of us, like our ancestors went through mm-hmm. the struggle, yeah? Mm-hmm. They did, like... Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry. I lost my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, I feel like there's a difference when okay. a white person is racist and a black person is racist. When a black okay. person is racist, it's based on something. On what? On slavery, on the mistreatment, on the mm-hmm. white people's racism. Okay. Like, it's based on something. But when a white person is racist, like, who, your only reason is because I'm a different skin tone from you. Like, I didn't rape your people. I didn't kill your people. I didn't cut off your people's limbs. I didn't chain your people. I didn't hang your people. I didn't have your mm. people in zoos like mm-hmm. animals. I didn't okay. come take you from your land and transport you to a whole different continent for you to work for me and mis- while you mistreat me at the same time. Okay. So like, I have another question. Uh-huh. Do you think black people can be... Um, what's the word? Um, classist. Bro, what does that mean? <laughs> Classes, no, I know, basically. like class. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like so. I feel like they see, are. Yeah, they are. So, yeah. do you think black people can be colorist? Definitely. One, so, bro, I'm dark skin. What do you? Think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's a very valid one. Okay, okay. Now, do you think? If black people can do that to their own people, actually, mm-hmm. before I even get there, do you think black people can do all the things white people did to us, but not to white people, to black people? Mm. Honestly, now, yeah. Yeah. Because maybe then, like in the times, um, pre colonization times, Mm-hmm. No, but now, yeah, because we've also been made to believe that we're inferior. Okay. So it's like, it doesn't, and it's just minor things, but the impact they have. Think about, large. think about um, police brutality in Nigeria and in Kenya. Yeah. And they in can Eswatini. do all that. Yeah. And those are black people to black people, right? Yeah. 
So now my question. Mm-hmm. Black people are capable of doing that to black people. Do you not think that they can do it to white people? They can, hundred percent. Yeah. So I think 100%. for me my question is not are are we racist? It's more can we be racist? Hundred percent. Yeah. We okay. can. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people feel like we're incapable. Like, no, we just don't have the power to do that. Whereas no, I feel we like, do. Yeah, I feel like we're all people. And I feel like it's also, again, it's the mental thing where it's like they believe that white people are just more superior than in every aspect. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like superiority, first of all, is a mental complex. Mm-hmm. Then it is a reality thing it's a reality because of the mental it's something they created from their minds and brought it out into reality and made us all believe and so we all believe mm-hmm. but if we look at history if we look at like anyone is capable of any harm to anyone you know there were wars shaga zulu you know there was oh also, yeah you know i forgot about those yeah those things like they happen within countries if you go to south africa as a swazi as a Kenyan, as a Nigerian, any of y'all can experience xenophobia. And now it's just a matter of um, country than it is about your color. But yeah. these are black people doing it to black people. So if but, black people can do it to black people, then they can mm-hmm. do it to anyone. I think that's why I said like yeah. pre-colonial times. Yeah. Because that time everyone was equal, I believe. Like every black person Okay, maybe those the king, you know, those hierarchy and stuff. Mm-hmm. But think, that wasn't like. I think classism know, has always been there, though, in um, African society. Yeah, it has. Even pre-colonial times, which is how I feel like um, uh, slaves ended up going abroad. Mm-hmm. See, no one quote me here because. Like, this is just passing information. I don't know if it's accurate or not. But I feel like the kings would have um, sent away their slaves. But also, I also heard that they didn't know exactly what was being done to their slaves. It mm-hmm. wasn't their slaves. It was more people who, ha- who were, like, meant to go to jail because of a crime they committed. Yeah. And then they ended up being sent abroad because white people came up with the deal with them. Yeah. I actually don't know much about slavery. And I'm not proud of that. Um. Yeah, no, I think I was very interested when I came here and I started understanding that slavery was a real thing. Because when I was in Africa, to me, slavery <laughs> didn't exist. I didn't actually understand <laughs> that it was a real thing because, I mean, none of my family would have experienced slavery. So, yeah. I mean, unless our ancestors. But I wouldn't... It's not a concept that's spoke... It's not... I mean, even you as a Kenyan, is it something that y'all deep a lot or nah. I feel not like if you grow up comfortable that's all you classism black, yeah right? but yeah, not like... slavery pardon classism yes but not slavery in that yeah not slavery like we were... thinking about white people would have been like the least of my concerns or what they would have yeah. done and then I come here and people are like don't let this person say the n-word and I was like wait that's an actual thing <laughs> bro I thought that was in the movies <laughs> Oh, and I didn't, I actually didn't even know about the N-word until, like, I don't even know how many years ago. 
Well, like growing up, I didn't know that was a thing. You know, like it's actually a real thing that actually affects people. Like, um, is on that topic, us being African. Do you mm-hmm. think the N word actually holds as much value as we place on it? Honestly, for us, nah. For Africans, no. Nah. No, not for Africans. Not for Africans. Mm. I mean, it does because. At the end of the day, those slaves are Africans as well. But Africans in Africa? No. 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 Maybe See, if I they feel had like also another for me name because... they called us. Pardon? Maybe if they had another name that they called us. They did in South Africa, which is Kaffir. But uh... I think um, I think that that word in South Africa, even black people don't like saying it. It's like different from America where black people would say it a lot and then white people can't say it. And then yeah. there's like a whole lot of black people and white people. Whereas in South Africa, I feel like, I feel like because I'm not sure, but I think from what I've heard, people mm-hmm. don't want it to be um, said by anyone. Yeah. Yeah. But then also I'm very much the type of person who says, don't let words affect you. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about this African-American and African feud that people have going on? Is it going on currently or you mean in general? In general, um, Africans, African-Americans claim that Africans don't like them. Africans claim that African-Americans don't like them, etc., etc. I think it's true both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think African-Americans are rude to Africans who go there. Not all of them, obviously. But even like mm-hmm. if you remember the trend of trying Nigerian food and then mm-hmm. some of them acting disgusted by it, some of them liking it. Um I think also like I seen on TikToks like something about like people making fun of like Africans and about how Africans need water and then they put like yeah. water. I don't know. But I think it does happen and I think Africans think also African Americans are like fake Africans but I also mm-hmm. think Africans look up to African Americans way too much for mm-hmm. my liking like they think you know to be African American is like the best thing that can ever happen Yeah, um, and they're like they feel like they'd be more proud but then we obviously didn't wouldn't have understood the struggles that Africans Americans that African Americans go through so as children, we wouldn't have like known that it's not actually that it's not the best thing, especially considering that as an African, you can be grand and the only problem you experience is classism, whereas that side is like whatever it is that happens in your life, no matter how grand you are, you will experience racism every day, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you can't detach from that. Whereas as an African, I think depending on where you go, you can detach or attach to certain things. So I think, I don't know what I feel about it. I just think, yeah, I don't know. I think these are just things that happen. And I think it's a lack of understanding of each culture Mm -hmm. and a lot of gatekeeping on -hmm. the American side for stuff that's also African. And the Africans not being able to express themselves simply because African-Americans feel because of their history, we should yeah. also feel it. But it's like, but it's not our history. 
crazy thing is we were going through our same history. Like, we weren't out here being fed grapes. Yeah. People, like, we were also being tortured. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, sunshine yeah. and rainbows for us, too. Exactly. I think they think that it's only them who went through it hard. And, yeah. Which is what makes me not want to participate in those conversations. Because I'm like, yeah. bro, we had it just as hard. The only difference between Africans and Africans, Amer- African-Americans is that Africans are very forgiving. Not just yeah. forgiving, but like, we move on. Like, we, we don't let the past affect our future. Mm-hmm. And so we don't repeat the same, some mental cycles, some not. Because obviously they experience their realities are very, like, terrible. But like, there's so many other things that happen in Africa, even today like robberies and um you know sexism and all of that shit that we're still battling with that the past can't keep holding us yeah you know racism can't keep holding us back that's why we don't have those conversations because we know that even as africans we do bad stuff like we don't think it's just white people who do bad stuff i think as africans we understand that each one of us is responsible for the shit that we do Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think that's my thought on it is that yeah that's true we are very aware we hold ourselves accountable for everything like we won't be like it's because this and this happened in 1971 bro bro (laughs) no we're like we understand that okay white people came and they did a whole lot of fuck shit to us but the people who are robbing us now are not white they're black okay so Mm -hmm. it's like within our black communities we do look within um yeah, that's what I think anyway. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but that, I so, guess also that's the difference is that white people came to Africa and left, whereas yeah, black Americans are not even in their own space. Yeah, you they're know, like, actively living in that situation. Actively, every fucking day. So they don't yeah. know any better. Which yeah, is why I can't have true. an opinion because they're not really, um, they don't have that education. And, they're still going through the struggle, bro. You know, so, yeah, and that's why. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, conversations like racism with them would be very different because they already see themselves as inferior every single day, whereas yeah. Africans found a voice and mm-hmm. they actively worked on that. And so we see ourselves as just you know depending on where you are some see but them uh, as superior uh-huh. some people see them some some see themselves as more superior than white people you know others see themselves as more superior than other black people but like they understand the concept of superiority by yeah. understanding how white people operated but still i feel like we're being oppressed just by people the same skin tone as us oh yeah like the same for sure. skin color not skin tone the same skin color skin as color, us. Yeah. 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 Depending That's on where you are. That's the only thing that changed. Dep- yeah. Depending on where you are and on your class status. Yeah. So, like, if you're rich in Africa, you probably understand where you, you understand your value as a person. Not as a mm-hmm. black person, not as a white person, just as a person. But yeah. if you're, if you are at a lower class, you feel inferior to someone who's at an upper class because of how they treat you because those people treat you how white people would have treated them. Yeah. 
But hey, at the end of it all, all love to our African-American Amen. brothers and sisters, all love. Nothing but love, my G. Yeah. Yeah, like this is not a hate, hate thing. It's yeah. literally just us telling all how we understand um, the differences. between. Yeah, the I feel like most of the things I said mm-hmm. would be... <laughs> would be offensive or taken as offensive because like i don't know how to put things across man girl don't worry i'm like that's like me all the time but i'm also like sometimes i think we need to hear the things that we don't want to hear yeah you know that's true like i piss a whole lot of people off every fucking day and i've learned (laughs) that (laughs) it's just maybe it's just a perspective that they needed to hear and Mm -hmm. i needed to hear theirs and I feel like crazy thing is maybe five years from now, like they'll clock it. They'll like Yeah. This person said this and this. At the time it didn't make sense to me, but I see it now. Yeah. Bro, like it's all people can only understand a concept when they experience it. And unfortunately, some people will never even experience it and others will experience it tomorrow just after this podcast, you know? Yeah. So and that's why now I don't feel as bad. I used to feel so bad for contradicting people or for, you know, having an opposite opinion or for pissing them off. But mm-hmm. I'm like, <coughs> I have a very different experience from all of these people uh, because of how I was raised, because of where I've traveled to. So obviously my brain formation is going to be different from yours. Yeah. And if you also explore, you will start seeing things differently. Maybe it's still not like me. Because I'm not right. But like, I think you're right, I'm right, and they're right in our own way. And we're all living life for the first time. Life exactly come with a handbook. Like, I can say this today. Next and week, I'd have over. learned something and changed exactly. my opinion exactly. about it. Like, allow exactly. me. Allow me, bro. And that's why I don't think people should be like, you shouldn't hold everything against someone who, just because of what they said. Yeah. Um, at that time i mean i think i do it as well but that's why i'd like to be held accountable for that mm-hmm. when i'm doing it like bro but you said and then it's like oh shit i did and yeah. then it's like ah, oh, but like i don't think like that anymore yeah. you know yeah so, and also can we i don't i don't like saying normalize but like can we normalize asking people why they said something or why that's their opinion before getting mad at them or before taking offense. <clears throat> like, oh yeah. Just ask like where like what's the backstory of you thinking mm. like that? Where is that yeah. thought coming from? Where is mm-hmm. that feeling coming from? It would save us you know? so much energy Bro, instead of getting I, angry. I think I also need to work on that. Just asking someone, okay, where are you coming from? You know. Mm-hmm. It'll help us so much more. Yeah. Have more harmonious relationships with people. Yeah. And we've just spoken about so much. We have. We have. (laughs) When we started, it was about hating men. Yeah. And now we're... Bro, but I I love the way it flowed. I do too. I love it. Like, I like like the way our minds don't, like, hold us back from... It's like, no, just keep going. Yeah. Crazy thing. This is the first conversation we've had. Literally, and it, it, I mean, I didn't doubt our conversation would flow because every mm-hmm. single time we've spoken, it's always been grand. It's always been great. Like, because. you know, 
So thank you so much. I think this is the end of today's podcast. Thank um, you for having me. Bro, you're coming again. <laughs> Best believe. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you as well. Bye. Have a lovely evening. Is wait, wait, evening? wait. Tell them your 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 Instagram and your Snapchat. Oh, my Snapchat is um at Baisi double I M B A I S I I. My Instagram is what's my Instagram? Oh, hey, it's <laughs> the longest one, guys. <laughs> my <laughs> my Instagram is at Baisi as well. But syllables, so M B A H double E S double E. Oh, it's not that. Did long. I get it right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like much longer than that. Um, no. Mine is my snap. You heard it the first time. P R A M B L E S. P I W E R A M B L E S. And my Instagram is P W dot Rambles. Um. Yeah, guys. Thank you so much it's for tuning in. This was a nice flowing conversation. And as she said, yes, it's a fucking wrap. <laughs> Thank you for oh, coming bye. to Pierre's podcast. Bye.